Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. This podcast is here to shake up the way you think about basically everything from health, beauty, entrepreneurship, and whether you're loving the newest trends. These ladies are here to prove that it's always better when salt and pepper come together. So here are your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. What followers have been saying and what people have been reaching out to me about has been so wonderful and kind. People talking about their experiences with anxiety, people talking about how Louisa has helped them in so many ways. And it's scary to have this responsibility um, of like all these eyes on you, but at the same time, it's such a gift and it's an honor. And I honestly feel like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. The one thing I want to do that's the most bougie get, is get black paper towels. Hmm. That is very interesting. <laughs> I just want to get things that people are like, why do you have I actually that? like want paper towels in my bathroom rather than hand towels. Like Kleenexes or? Uh, no, like hand towels. Oh, instead of, wait, why? Do you use them to wipe, use, like, wipe off your makeup or something? No. Oh, um, hand, a hand paper towels, to- napkins, no. washcloths, no, Kleenexes, no. What are hand paper towels? Paper towel. You mean for people that wash their hands in your yes. bathroom? Yes. Got it. Paper towel. Not like a just a towel to wipe their hands on. No. I thought That's you meant. What I'm saying the you op- wanted. So- paper towels in your bathroom for something and I'm like what would you use yeah I want paper for? towels like for guests so Got that they don't have to really like, reuse the same towel because that's actually disgusting yeah I that's what, okay I have a really weird thing wait I wonder if it's the same thing that I'm about to say so if I'm like at a party or someone's house and there's like other people using the same hand towel I'll go in their cupboard and use Oh, you'll go in their one. cupboard. That's funny. Well, do you want to know the hack? It's going to be my future book one day, Rules of Life by Olivia. Um, I just use the back of it. Um, so I do that too. Yeah, but, but sometimes it's still wet. Sometimes it's still wet. Like other people are used using it. Used water. Yeah. Like sharing. I think you have some sharing dorms, like sharing bathrooms in dorms at oh, college. Yeah. When you would step into the shower and there would already be water there, but it was cold. Ew. Oh, I can't. And that's how I feel when I touch a hand towel that's like already wet. Well, and Gross. yeah, people aren't like washing their hands thoroughly. And Ew. yeah, it's like their wrists are getting on there. And it's just. That's funny. You so come gross. out. You're like, it's so weird. You have two hand towels out on your counter. I don't even know what happened. There's two of them now. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, well, now everyone knows. Now so. everyone knows. Um, I always try to have an extra one, like underneath, like a folded one, so that if one gets dirty, yeah. like, people know they can use the other I one. I guess hand towels in a bathroom, especially if it was like solely a guest bathroom, mm-hmm. then that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So I've seen it at um, a friend of ours who's rich. I'm like, I want that. That's my future. That's my version of black paper towels. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Hi, Shakers. <laughs> Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. I'm most likely leaving all of that in. Uh, my name is Olivia. And I'm Lisa. And on today's episode, we have a very exciting guest. I'm coveting I'm jealousy. I'm coveting my neighbor's oxen. I'm, what are all the things that you're not supposed to do in the Bible? I'm jealous of her. I want to be her. <laughs> 
That is so weird. I had no idea where you were going. I was trying to think of all the cardinal sins I was doing during. No. I was I was doing all the things we say not to do where we're not content. I'm not content until I have her life. <laughs> um, and she was telling us, like, I'm just a normal, normal. person <laughs> who went to the Burbank freaking Disney Studios. You know, Bryce yeah. who was on this podcast. He lives right next to those. So yeah. We drive right by them. I almost like looked at you like nudge, nudge. I know. Like my friend lives right by there. Like, why would I say <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, why would you? My friend lives within walking distance of those studios. Isn't that crazy? Just trying to correlate any little anything, connection. Anything I could. Um, but we get to talk to Jess Darrow, who is the voice of Louisa from Encanto. <gasps> it was so good. I just makes me want to watch the movie again. And I want to do like a, just a, a psychoanalysis. I want to do like a deep dive. Jess. Of just Jess, <laughs> of every character from the show. I was trying to win my friend over who wasn't a huge fan of the movie. And I was like, here's all the reasons why you should like it. And then I said all of the reasons why their characters were so good. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's a really good perspective. I don't know if I still really like it. I was like, just watch it again. You'll love it. But anyway. Yeah, it has a lot of deep meaning. And Jess was talking about this, like the fact that this latino family is having anxiety and depression and they're talking about this mm-hmm. um a culture that you know in big family culture it's like not a common thing to be talking about deep feelings and yeah. totally understanding all of that and so it is really cool the way that Encanto does it i mean i know it's just it's it everything one of those disney movies that i round of applause yes and i love that we opened up with asking her a question about uh, if it's Latino or Hispanic. And yeah, what are the differences? What are the differences? And I just loved that it did feel like a safe space to do that. Mm-hmm. And I just wish it was always like that for people to yeah. come and be like, hey, I actually just don't know this. Is it fine if I ask you these questions? Yeah. And she was like totally chill. And she was like, oh, I forget too. And I'm like, that's what I thought because that's what Arturo says. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we just learned so much from her. And she's just so cool. And I feel like she's going to do such cool things. Yeah. So. Uh, let's get into current obsession. Oh yeah, what's your current obsession? Oh, um, Korean makeup. Hmm. Oh, hang on. I forgot my shocked face here, but I feel like that has to be around here somewhere. <laughs> so this isn't too shocking at all, just because I love. It's one of their makeup routines, isn't it? One of the one boys. Of, no, it's not actually. <laughs> Korean um, makeup is the best. The it is the best. Yeah. Um, their skincare is really great. Mm-hmm. The way that they do their makeup, I have hooded eyes. Uh-huh. I don't have a monolid, but I have really hooded eyes. Um, a lot of makeup just doesn't. American ways of makeup don't mm-hmm. really help my shape because it makes it look so much more enclosed. Yes. And I used to love doing Japanese style makeup. Yeah. So there's this style called hangover the translation is like hangover makeup mm-hmm. and it looks really blushy like your blush is like right yes, under your like, eye bags oh funny and uh-huh. so you look really flushed like mm. you were drinking the night before or something like that Cute. I don't really know <laughs> and then um it, it's also like popular now to do makeup on your nose and that's a part of I think it's hangari makeup anyways no, no. I love Japanese culture I actually have a few favorite Japanese tv shows reality tv shows well, roll your eyes. For this but anyways <laughs> then korean makeup i'm like oh my gosh it looks so good mm-hmm. 
I follow a few girls on YouTube who uh-huh. do Korean makeup. So yeah. I was looking up a few things Cute. and it's my new, my new thing. Love it. You always have a new thing and I always have the same thing. I know. I was thinking that while I was doing my makeup. I know. I can't. Um, how does my hair look today? Does it look different? It does. And I was going to say something. Does it not look good? No. It oh. looks great. Oh, I use the Dyson. It's bigger. I figured. Yeah. Except I notice when I first do it, it looks really good. And then as the hours go by, it slowly it starts great. to just. It looks More like natural. a blowout kind of. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I think I want to try and do the Dyson throughout my hair, but then I might need to do the curling iron on these front pieces because mm-hmm. they're starting to go limp and they look different the two sides look a little different I don't know I just did it because it's really cool the way the barrels work the air blows on the opposite side oh, so, that's so nice. it does it for you but I don't know if I like it as much flipped out mm-hmm. so I don't know if I just need to curl those and then I tried pinning them the other day and within a few hours they were straight that's again so, crazy. so I'm like do I need to cut them more I should I, don't know. I should give you the hairspray I was talking about the special oh yeah I just want it on these spray. pieces that's pretty much it if this all goes straight I'm like it is what it is but it's those front yeah, pieces I feel that like maybe I need to cut them I don't know I don't think so I didn't like them when I cut them <laughs> so I'm yeah, like should I do yeah, it don't do that Ugh. anyway but I used it today so that's it that was I was saying that because that's the thing I've done differently. And OK, here's my question, because we've been talking about doing a beauty podcast. I'll make this quick. Is I thank um, you to one of our guests who. Yes. Who said I wanted it. us to do it. Um, I want my I want to use BB cream because it's more dewy, kind mm-hmm. of like the way you do yours. But I've noticed when I use it, I break out. Is there any it's way around just a that? Type of I've tried BB cream multiple. You have sensitive skin, I know, but well, I like how dewy it is, especially for summertime. Well, it's not. It can't be the fact that it's a BB cream. It's liquid, I think. So it's because it's a liquid. I think that's making me break out. Have you used foundations and they make you break out too? Usually, yeah. The only one that's ever maybe not break out is the bare minerals powder. So Oh, okay. So but the not there's no use. liquid that has worked for you. So maybe it's, there's no option. It has to be a ingredient because I mean you use other um, liquid products like moisturizers and yes. So and those aren't making you break out. So what I was gonna say some is, do. So I stick with one that doesn't because I I can't if I stray you, from anything. Do you know what the ingredient is? Uh-huh. I think process of elimination. Yeah. Maybe. Um, you should. I don't know if Tati talks about it, but she's my favorite yeah. beauty guru. She has very, very sensitive skin, and mm. fragrance is one of the oh, biggest so triggers. So maybe it's a type of fragrance, or it is just generally fragrance. Maybe I should try like Honest Beauty. I wonder if they have one. So maybe something I have with a BB cream. You can borrow it. Oh, okay. That's I, what I use. Are we the same color? They only have like four. Oh, okay. Usually the and I'm one. the most fair one right now. Okay. And if if it's not the skin tone, I have like a white okay. liquid. But I mean, yeah. then you're adding more. Um, What's that? Ilia. Would you consider using Ilia makeup? I don't makeup? know what that is. They are cruelty-free. I'm making that up. I'm pretty sure they're cruelty-free and clean Okay. makeup. We'll uh, try it. Maybe I'll do, maybe I'll do a bunch of uh tryouts before yeah. our episode and then we can talk about you it should. that would be fun and seeing what works for you yeah i don't have sensitive skin so anything i, I swear can one put lard on my face and it thrives one thing i can try one thing and i'm totally broken out yeah that's it's common. really annoying so i just that's why i stick with one thing always because i'm just right. like i don't know what's it's gonna happen scary to, to branch too scary, out yeah, yeah. 
anyway we'll we'll get into that um my current obsession is um my recent wedding video that I finished because it was my favorite video I did and the bride loved it and I just feel like I'm getting better with everyone I edit so good yeah it was fun it was I really liked it good that's it uh should we get to the silver lining of the week come on down we went on so long last time doing that that we forgot to put in the sound effect because Tay and I were sitting there and you could tell she was like waiting to put it in. And we were just like, you, you over there. Oh and I think she was just like, I don't know where to even put this. And then just totally forgot. And I was like, whatever. That's actually funny. That is really funny. <laughs> um, so again, super shocking. I was having a hard time with the boys. I don't know if I just need to go on anxiety medication or my antidepressants again. I just have been getting easily triggered. Mm. I have no idea what it's coming from. I'm trying to do my mind over matter, which worked. Actually, Mm. let me think back. My fighting with Zav. Yes. What helped me go back out and not stay in that state of I'm the victim. I you were doing all these things. That's why I'm so upset. (sighs) What I told myself is. No, I just yelled at my husband and I need to apologize. And the reason I'm upset has way more to do with me than him or any other situation that was going on. And I literally told myself, mind over matter, pick yourself up and go apologize. It's almost always because of pride, almost always. And even when I fight, I'm like, it's just because I don't want to say that I'm wrong. And I'm going to go to the death to not do that. I'm like, that's pride, man. It sucks. Honestly, Zav is my best example of being humble in those situations. When yeah. I was yelling at him, his face wasn't shocked. He was a little shocked. But he was just taking it. And then he's like, you you need time to yourself. Like, go ahead and do whatever you need to do to go take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I left in a huff and I was so <clears throat> out of sorts. I was not. Yeah. I was out of um, balance. I don't know. Well, I think, I mean, I think a lot of it too is like you're home all day with the boys. Like you are taking care of them. And I think it's kind of this society thing of like, oh, it just gets easier. You get used to being a mom. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure there's a degree of that. That's true. But like you're also around kids who need you all the time and are touching you. And it's like, yeah, you might snap in a moment, but that's because maybe you've had multiple moments like that throughout the day, you know? And that's, I think some people need to like really understand what that's like to have that constantly. Not that it's an excuse, but what was happening right before that is we've been trying again with the boys to eat better and they hadn't eaten all day. Mm-hmm. And it was a day where I was with them. So it is hard emotionally. And Zav was joking during dinner. He's like, yeah, this is a great dinner. But he was also being serious. Right. And I kept telling him, I'm like, well, are you actually being serious? Are you actually not having a hard time with this? Because this is my hell. My kids are screaming because they don't want to eat. And I'm trying to just get them to eat whatever we're eating. Right. And I'm having a really hard time with this. Mm-hmm. And so it was also thinking and feeling that he wasn't relating or is he lying? Is he actually being serious? Is this, does he just have a higher capacity than me? Is he being sarcastic? Right. Or not honest? Is he just trying to be the stronger one? So it was a lot of frustration on 
what's actually happening like what's actually going on yeah have you been able to have more like you time yeah Yeah. I almost to an unhealthy degree where I don't want to hang out with anyone so Mm -hmm. I've I've been hermiting but it's hard I don't I haven't felt like hanging out with anyone or seeing people or doing things so that's what makes me wonder if I do need to go back on my antidepressants Mm because I'm functioning but right to what degree but I do genuinely believe mind over matter putting Mm -hmm. myself in what might feel like uncomfortable situations but Mm -hmm. just go hang out with someone yeah go do something like us on Friday our date oh this coming Friday yes um my silver lining is not as deep but um I just wonder if my nails hate me because I just got them to a spot where they all grew out when two of them ripped off simultaneously that literally just happened to me this one yeah. and this one they've been great Wed- oh, wedding season gosh. usually is when they're starting to rip a lot because I'm picking up bags and doing all this stuff but the past not wedding season I'm like all right these are looking so good two of my nails ripped off they're finally all the same length last night I was sitting there I don't even know when it happened I scratched my arm I was like why does that hurt and fully ripped off to the bed and I'm like I don't know this I mean I don't really want to pay for fake nails but it's kind of nice but then you have the grow out of fake nails too so it's on either end anyway my silver lining is that my nails hate me that's my silver lining. That's your silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we should get into this long intro. Before. She'll appreciate this. It's about therapy and mental health. Yeah. Uh, but we had so much fun with Jess. You can find everything in the show notes below. Like I said, she is the voice of Louisa on Encanto. If you haven't watched Encanto yet, watch it now before listening What's to this episode. Yes. Um, and we had the best time. She is so giving to just give us her time. And she's so humble. And she's great. So let's get into it with Jess Darrow. Um, okay, so for everyone listening, they know that this is the moment that Olivia died and came back to life. And we're here talking to the voice of a Disney character, a Disney princess. You guys are all princesses. Um, you're a Disney princess in real life. Um, and I would love it if you could just introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and what you do. Hey, guys. I'm so freaking happy to be here. I'm Jess Darrow. Um, voice of uh, Luisa Madrigal and Encanto, and uh, here to talk about some real stuff. Very exciting. Oh my gosh, when you roll your R's. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot that. When I roll my R's. Yeah, don't, don't let the mic get I away know. from you. Okay, so can I ask you a more, uh, a question that we were just debating that could seem like mm. a sensitive question, but we're actually just curious. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay, great. So, so what's good. the difference between Latino and Hispanic? Like if we were to talk about the Colombia culture in Encanto, would we say it's the Hispanic culture? Is there like a more appropriate way of saying that? So actually, um, this is something that I recently uh, checked myself on a couple months ago because I used to also use the word Hispanic, but Hispanic actually refers to like people like uh, from Spain. It's like uh, people who are within like that region i guess and i and from what i've learned is that latino is actually all-encompassing gotcha so i that's that is the word that i've been using yeah apparently hispanic is actually more specific than we realize i used to use that word a lot as well but um yeah i think just saying latino we are all trying to move towards latinx 
Um, that honestly sounds horrible in my mouth, but like I will do what is right and proper, obviously. But Latino, I think, is like the best, um, all encompassing, feels best for me to say, feels right. like truest to me and my fam. So, yeah, I'd say that's probably okay. Good, that's that's super good Great. to know. Yeah, yeah. we're, yeah, we're, there we're you just go. talking about it and googling it, and there I was wasn't like, I too much know. too much direction, so we're like, we'll just ask her. Yes. Well, I mean, it's it, yeah, it's crazy because there, uh, you know, so many words are um, being repurposed. I yes. feel like, and so many things that people don't even realize. But it's important to remember mm. to be gentle with everyone, and remember that we are all learning here. And as long as we are all kind and patient and listen to each other then we can all move forward beautifully yes, i know I love that like, thank you for letting us ask that question because yeah, yeah it, of it course. can feel awkward but i it mean totally we want to be respectful to everyone so i love that we, yeah, love, for we sure. love these kinds of conversations yeah yeah so beginning i really want to start from the beginning <laughs> who are you how did this happen <laughs> Olivia was just telling me because she started following you immediately. She was like, she like when we first asked you, you just had a few thousand followers and now you're at like nearly 60 K or you're something blowing like that. Up. You're blowing up. I mean, look at you, first of all, yeah. and then your voice yeah, and then you're so Aww. talented. So, of course, that's going to happen. So, like, how has this happened? Who were you prior to Encanto? How did Encanto happen? Hmm. Um, well, thank you for saying that. <laughs> Not a first, broad I'm very flattered. <laughs> um, well, listen, I've, everything has been so broad. It's all good. I'm good at narrowing it in. Um, but I, uh, so um, I am still the little baby struggling actor deep down inside who just wants to make her mark in the world and tell important stories. Um, uh, I've been given this amazing new platform uh, to be able to do that. And it feels crazy and amazing. Like you said, I had just like a couple thousand followers before and now it's like all these followers. I, it's like, it's weird because I like, I judge social media and all of these things, but I also realize that I have to use it as a tool to further my career and my art. And so what I'm really, what I've been coming to terms with is how to, remain purposeful and uh, continue to be myself and be authentic um, uh, throughout this process and continue to just like post what feels genuine from me. And the uh, what followers have been saying and what people have been reaching out to me about has been so wonderful and kind. People talking about their experiences with anxiety, people talking about how Louisa has helped them in so many ways. And it's made me realize that I actually, like, I don't need to be, it, it's scary to have this responsibility um, of like all these eyes on you, but at the same time, it's such a gift and it's an honor. And um, I honestly feel like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I do go in and out of like moments of pure joy and amazement that this is my life and also like severe panic of like, oh, oh my God, like, what is my life? Like, it's my reality is just severely shifting. The way that I booked this was honestly um, kind of on a whim. I did a trip to LA back in March, 2020. We know wow, what time that nice. was. Good time to, good time to yep. visit. 
<laughs> good time to visit. <laughs> I literally, uh, I was like, oh my God, I just need to go to LA. I need to, I just want to change my managers out there. I live in New York. I live in Brooklyn. Uh, I'm originally from Miami, Florida, but I've lived in Brooklyn for almost six years now. Um, and uh, so I just, you know, wanted to go out there, shift up my, you know, acting career, not much going on, just wanted to see. And once I went out there, I had this voiceover audition that I would usually submit like over the phone via MP3. But uh, they were like, hey, you're you're in L.A. If you want to go to Burbank to Disney Animation Studios, you could pull up. So I said, all right, let me take this $50 Uber. I'm going to just <laughs> go over. And I was like, once in a lifetime, baby. Mm. And um, I pulled up and Disney Animation was so magical. Um, and uh, Jamie Sparrow Roberts was the casting director that I met with and Grace Kim, who was her assistant. And the audition was sick. It was just me chatting with her, like no booth, nothing. We were just reading the scenes, like back and forth. And the description of the character of, of Louisa before she was even Louisa, I think they even like named her like Lydia at first or something. Um, I was just like, whoa, this is totally me. Like big, tough crybaby, <laughs> someone who is just like tough on the outside, real mushy gushy on the inside. I said, okay, this is gonna be a breeze. And it really was just like me being me. And then I sang, I'll make a man out of you from Mulan. <laughs> Ooh, good one. Which I feel like is really appropriate. Yeah. Yes. It's good, good for Louisa. So I sang that and she was like, all right, it's a wrap. You got a, you got a call back when you go back to New York, go ahead and introduce you to some people. And then COVID happened. So it was put on the back burner for a while. I honestly, I just let it leave my brain. I didn't really think anything of it because I didn't even know if we'd be able to make art again, period. We had no idea what was going to happen during that time. And then I actually found out in July that I got a call back, which was amazing. And uh, just the whole audition process was so thoughtful. Um, they really asked me about my own personal family dynamic and the role that I play within it. And um, uh, and by they, I mean uh, Jared Bush and Byron Howard, who are the directors. And they're such incredible, just masterful geniuses and also so kind and pure of heart. Um, that was in July. And then I ended up finding out in October that I booked it. So that was October, 2020. Um, so it was a long process and I ended up recording it throughout um, the rest of the pandemic. I mean, like we're, we're still in the pandemic, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but, you know, uh, in like the thick of it, pre-vaccine, that's, that's another thing too. Um, so it was really, you know, everyone was so careful. At one point I even got COVID before I went in to record surface pressure. I had to wait a couple weeks there was so, so much going on, um, but it was such a humbling process. It was crazy that this was my first like huge animated feature that I'm doing and it's during COVID. I, it really, um, it just, it, it brought out so much. Luisa's journey is very similar to my own. So um, yeah, uh, I'd say that's, uh, that's who I am. That's where I come from. That's how I got here. Guess what? We are doing a giveaway with our very favorite, beautiful, amazing first guest on the podcast, friend, Katie Dean. We are giving away two bags of coffee from her new coffee line and a cute mug. It's a stay golden mug. It's adorable. You guys can see it on our Instagram. And we're giving away $150 to Katie Dean Jewelry. 
We've talked about her for forever. I talked about her before she was on the show. I've always worn her jewelry. It is so beautiful. It's classy. It's timeless. Um, it's long lasting. I mean, it's amazing. It's not going to be leaving your fingers green, ladies, okay? It is top notch jewelry, and we absolutely love her and support her. So she is the sweetest and gave one of you guys access to all of these goodies. And again, $150 towards anything on her website. So all you have to do, it's simple, is share your favorite episode from the podcast on your stories and tag us. Obviously, you know, maybe don't say this is for a giveaway, but you can just share it, tell your friends why you like the episode and why they should start listening to the podcast. We would love to just build up our community and then also give you guys access to this amazing giveaway. So again, you will receive two bags of coffee, a mug, and $150 towards anything on Katie Dean Jewelry. And all you have to do is share your favorite episode on your stories and tell people why you like it. So you can head there right now, share one of your favorite episodes on your stories while you're listening to the show. And I think that's it. So let's get back to the interview. It's just wild. I mean, this is number like 300 million why I love Disney just everything you were describing about the process and who the people are and that they were asking you about you they weren't just like mm-hmm. you got it because you have a good voice which obviously you do but it's like who are you where do you come from how can you relate to this because you can hear the emotion mm-hmm. in any Disney songs you can hear how the person is relating to that character I mean every day I get into the shower I get into the Disney booth to pretend like that was me yes ma'am um, so I just cannot believe there's someone I'm talking to who had this real life process but what was it legitimately like like when you got the call I mean obviously what were you drinking what were you eating what was the weather like all of that but what was it like when they literally were like, you're going to freaking be a on a Disney movie? That's insane. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. So, uh, you know, it was, it was peak quarantine. So I hadn't <laughs> showered in a while watching my hundredth movie, sitting on the couch with my bestie um, who I was living with at the time. And uh, yeah, I, I got the call and it was... <laughs> It was insane. I was like, oh, well, first of all, I was like, finally, it's been months. Right. <laughs> but then I was like, wait, is this real? And then I kind of just, I was very chill on the phone. I I think I was just in shock and awe. And um, I said, thank you so much. Uh, I'm so excited. Okay, uh, great. Yeah, thank you. And then I hang up the phone. You um, throw up. Like, oh, can we? <laughs> Can't wait to start. Yeah, I hang up the phone. I do a little, a little throw up to the side, and then um, I call my family, uh, put them all on Facetime, and yeah, that's when the waterworks started hitting. And my family is also just like you, Olivia, extremely obsessed with mm-hmm. Disney, and uh, like literally raised on it. So it's and also like severely obsessed with musical theater and Lemon Well Miranda. So the fact that this job was all encompassing is like what is my life dude and like it's you know I had the incredible chance to be in a film with these amazing celebrities these amazing names these amazing artists but like I am not that that was not me they really like like this was a random audition and they just really what makes me feel so honored and so proud to represent Louisa is the fact that they like really felt that like that was me just like bare bones nothing else no name nothing they just went off of my energy and 
and um and my skill set so uh, and the story that that I had to tell so um yeah that's the whole process is just like I'm, I'm honestly still processing it like even I have flashbacks to the red carpet and the premiere um it was my first ever and I like still can't believe that that was me and um I can only hope to continue to um make more art that has been uh, so impactful and uh transcends like everything I, I had no idea that I knew that this movie was special, but I, I really didn't know that it was going to manifest in the way that it did. Um, it's really just been an honor, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it opens up the like the table to be like, come over and sit. Like, it doesn't matter what resume you have. It doesn't matter, like, all of your anything. And I feel like that gives a lot of hope to people in the future or young girls right now. They're like, I actually want to voice a character. Like, that's really what I want to do. But ugh, I'm not famous. But like your story itself shows like it actually doesn't matter. Like if you work hard enough and you take yeah. those, tr- you take that $50 Uber and you're like, I'm going to go do you it. Do it. Yeah. Then you you can take that trip to go to L.A. Right. first. Exactly. And then take yeah. yeah, take yeah. every opportunity and every single chance because you don't know what's going to happen. And you have related with a lot of people, not because when I followed you and one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you to be on was because I could tell that you did relate with her character. And when when that song came on, I was like hang on, nobody look at me, I'm going to start crying. Because it was like, first of all, it was the music in that movie is so, um, it's so different for Disney, but it still fits in that mold. And I was like, okay, this is a bop, like gonna listen to this every day. But then I started really listening to the words and I'm like, how how do they know that? And then when I started reading comments from you and from your followers of like, how did they know that about me? I'm like, okay, this is, like you said, it's going to another level of relating to people. So mm-hmm. for you, you said you relate with Louisa in a lot of ways. So what does that look like for you in your day-to-day life and how, you know, how does that impact you? Yeah, well, you know, I, I feel like as uh, the the campaign trail is unfolding, I become Louisa more and more. It's really just I got I got to maintain this resilience um, to just keep going because, uh, bro, I'm emotional as hell. I'm a Pisces rising. OK, I might have I might have a Capricorn sun, but I'm a Pisces rising and I am, you know, a huge crybaby, but I do not have the time Um uh, or money to let it out. <laughs> so I got to figure out how to just, you know, keep going and make sure that I, I got to put my responsibilities first. Right. But through, through building Louisa's soul, um, I was honestly building my own. I really, uh, I had to realize that I am more than just my gift. Um, and that, you know, I actually was, the fact that I was recording this while, you know, in the middle of a pandemic when I didn't even think that I could make art again, it was like, what What am I without my art? I really had to count my blessings every session that I went in for. I was just like, God, thank God I, I am able to do this. This is giving me life. This is giving me purpose. But it also made me think about you know, what, what would I be without this? And like, can, can I just be like, who am I just as a person? You know, we all had crazy reflective moments. I feel like during these past two years, it's um, we've had to hold up a mirror to ourselves in a lot of ways. And for me, you know, I see a lot of similar patterns that Louisa has within myself, as far as like 
you know, just not, not being able to put myself um, first, but it is something that I am slowly learning how to do better uh, every day. Um, and also like within my family, um, you know, I, I am a sister, I am a daughter. Um, I also, um, my, actually my, uh, my abuela did pass away uh, this, this past mm -hmm. year. Um, that's my grandma. So she uh, passed away. Thank you. Um, but she's, she really is in such a better place. She lived to be 99. Whoa. I got good genes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all oh, good. Bella. And um. Go Abuela, <laughs> and she she actually passed away on my Abuelo's birthday, mm. which was so crazy, and and they were buried next Aww. to each other, so it was pretty sweet. Aww. Yeah, cute. But um, I it would it that happened while I was like recording oh, all mm. of this, and I was just and I had to go home and be strong for my family mm. while also being strong for myself because this woman raised me, mm. and she is so uh like the fact that i you know she was always questioning um what are you doing in new york like come back home and i'm like Abuela, estoy actuación. like i'm acting out here she's like okay well when you decide to be a doctor like can you come back here or she's like if you're acting what are you acting and now i'm finally in a project that actually like would feel close to mm. home for her oh. and um it feels crazy. Like I, there's a part of me that's like, God, I wish she could see it, but I also have felt her with me more than ever. Luisa would do anything mm -hmm. for her abuela. And, you know, in, in the movie, a lot of it is because um, she's scared of her, yeah. <laughs> but which is an element. And I also, I too was fearful of my abuela <laughs> growing up um, because, you know, it's that, it's that Latina fear mongering, never forget. But, um, but it also made me who I am. And as I discovered the context of my family and and how we got here and, and why, and especially with my abuela in particular, how much she sacrificed um, and truly lived for her children and for her family. Um, you know, that's also Abuela Alma's journey in the film. And um, the way that, you know, I, I feel towards my towards my abuela towards my family and discovering the context and really listening and, and asking the right questions and making sure that we're all listening to each other I really feel like you know that's that's where I feel a lot like Louisa um, and Louisa has that journey she doesn't know how to reach it at first and I think I think um, I'm I'm still trying to reach it too. It's a constant journey of being able to talk about the things that are going on inside of you while you have to perform day to day tasks, um, and what happens when maybe you aren't able to rise to the occasion, and um, you know that it's okay to talk about that and be like, hey, actually, like I need to I need to sit back today, or like mm -hmm. I know y'all really like you want me to be this thing, but like right now like can't do that or also yes I am this thing but I am also all of these other things and I would like you to know that and because you are my family and because you love me let's talk about that mm -hmm. so I've 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 learned a lot about uh, myself and how I should talk to myself and my family um through building Louisa Louisa is me bro <laughs> surface pressure that's mm -hmm. me <laughs> uh when you talk about your family um, I'm laughing so hard because that's exactly how my family is. Um, my family's uh, yeah. from Europe <clears throat> and uh, 
um, my parents were like, okay, we came to America so that you can be a nurse, be a doctor, be a lawyer, or anything else in the medical field so that you know that you will have a job and make money. Like, that's why we came here. Mm -hmm. You're going to go to school. And so there's all this pressure of like, okay, I want to do these other things, but I want to make you proud. So I'm going to do whatever I need to like for you to accept me. And so it's hard Mm -hmm. because you try to carry on like tradition and culture. But at the same time, I'm growing up in America. So like I'm being tugged in two different directions like I want to hold on to my traditions I want to marry a Romanian I want to keep my Romanian culture I want to teach my kids Romanian but at the same time like I don't really like Romanian guys so maybe (laughs) (laughs) now what do I do do I do like I do like parts of American culture how accepting it is like follow your passions and your dreams so I'm curious because I mean you you're not a doctor so how how have you figured out your identity and accepting yourself for who you are while like trying to keep your tradition going on like how do you find yourself while trying to like keep a part of yourself yeah well I'm not a doctor though (laughs) some would say um no I uh gosh you know it's uh being an actor I feel like is constantly that journey um because honestly I like Sometimes it it really feels foolish for me to be pursuing acting while so much is going on in the world. And um, I want to advocate for so many things at the same time. Um, But meanwhile, I'm like playing pretend and it's hardcore, hardcore pretend. (laughs) Um, But what I think is, is me holding on to a piece of me and bringing my family with me and their traditions that brought us here is is the stories that I choose to tell from now on. You know, um, a lot of actors uh, are always just performers are begging for, you know, just the next job. We're willing to do anything. Um, but I have been uh, blessed and I've worked very hard to now be where I am at. Um, but I'm also, I'm very fortunate to now have this platform. So what I want to make sure I do from now on is, you know, the characters that I choose to play, the stories that I choose to tell are those that, you know, cannot necessarily come out as easily. The ones that people aren't always expecting to hear, the ones that people don't try to find um, on their own. And Encanto really is that. It really opened my eyes to see that, like, I, I can actually relate to my work more than I realized. Like there can be more of me in what I do um, than I think. And it's not as as superficial. I can actually make an impact uh, with the art that I make. And I'm just, you know, uh, as actors, we're just, we're, we're blessed to be able to have the opportunity to do that. So I just have to make sure that you know, I keep making myself ready and open for these opportunities to come. And I'm through being myself and talking about my family and about my traditions. I've noticed that the energy just kind of comes back on its own. And the more that I really have, have been authentically myself and, and I talk about my personal stories, uh, it's the work seems to follow, you know, um, now that I am out here and I feel so vulnerable and exposed, 
the gut reaction is to like recoil and maybe try to be someone I'm not, but it's actually quite the opposite. The more I lean into what um, makes me different and relatable, um, the more that, you know, uh, opportunities I get to tell the, the stories about the people I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, I was just telling a friend this the other day, like, kind of the idea of well should I be doing this because there's so many bigger things going on in the world without realizing <laughs> like you can make an impact Constantly. doing anything that you do like even if one person mm-hmm. was impacted by your story which so many more people have and I mean even the fact that you emailed me back within a day and were like had no questions I mean I expected you to not respond I mean most people that are celebrities or bigger people don't you know and so for you to do that I'm like I feel like I'm cosplaying as a celebrity everyone's like no say you're a celebrity now I'll just call you a celebrity Um, how about you're a doctor of song then you can tell your family you're you're a doctor I'm a doctor (laughs) you've done it (laughs) Mama, I'm making it. I'm a songstress. Yes, ma'am. That's um, good. But I mean, like, even, you know, with this podcast, it's like, well, you know, what can this really do? And it's like, well, if it impacts one person to pursue their dreams or work on their mental health or whatever it is, it's like those things yes. are important because mm-hmm. following your passions are it's so important so that you can be the best version of yourself for the people around you. And I mean, not to circle back to Encanto, but we're going to is that every single <laughs> every single character had their own thing that they had to work on to be the best version of themselves. And even at the end, mm-hmm. when Abuela went to the stream and she had to face her past to realize she needed to be Mm -hmm. better I was like giving somebody this whole like deep dive into every character you know yes please but it's incredible what they did where you know a lot of things maybe kids wouldn't fully understand at that age but like even seeing Bruno like they didn't like his honesty that's why they Mm -hmm. didn't want him there and Mm -hmm. it's like those things are so important to realize to truly be yourself would be the best version of yourself Mm -hmm. and that will come in pursuing the things that you love to do and that's exactly what you're doing mm-hmm. yeah I mean I'm I'm trying to it's a you know it really I mean the industry is is crazy I'm just getting a taste of it for the first time and um the expectations that that people have of you and, and what they assume you know uh, really comes from an idea of you mm-hmm. so you have to not be afraid to open your heart I mean while also you know protecting yeah. it at the same time but to really like let people know what you're about. Um, I feel like honestly, just just being an artist in a capitalistic society makes you automatically feel like, you know, you're not, you're not enough. Mm-hmm. You, if you're not doing like the doctor job, then like what, how do you even serve this country, mm-hmm. right? Like it's constantly a, a battle of like, um, can I, can I do this? Can I do this soulful work and still make an impact? And um you know, it's, it's true. You, you really can, uh, but it's, it's about navigating it with your heart and doing it the right way, which, uh, is easier said than done. I'm still trying to mm-hmm. navigate that. Um, but it's, it's taking me a while and I've had to be in a lot of rooms and in a lot of hard spots in, in order to realize like when it, when it's your time, it's your time. And the fact that it's, uh, my time now feels uh, really wild. Like I said, my reality is like shifting, but um, the fact that it also has to do with bringing up mental health mm-hmm. uh, within uh, a family, a large family, a brown family, that is something that uh, really is special to me. I've never seen a Disney movie mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. 
um yeah like we're talking about anxiety we're talking about like talking about depression we're talking about a lot in this like chill disney movie <laughs> mm -hmm. oh my gosh yeah you know? hi shakers have you been really wanting to talk about this podcast and you don't know anyone else who listens honestly shame on everyone around you but you're in luck because if you join our super secret Facebook group, you'll actually get to talk to other shakers and talk about like-minded things like chuginess and hotter knots. That's also where you can maybe chat with us personally or get advice from other people. Um, also, don't forget to share this episode with someone you think needs to hear it or take a screenshot and share it on your story. It really helps us. Now, let's get back to it. My my boyfriend is Mexican and his mm. mom came to the movie and I was oh just, my god what is she think? oh she was just crying the whole time you know and I was just like kind of looking over at them like are they doing a good job you know because I don't really know if they're really accurately portraying it and they're like it's everything they said all of the words that they said the little snacks that they would make she's like he's like my mom made me those things and I'm like the fact that like so especially cool. if we have kids one day thinking of I want them to like go to Disneyland and I want them to see like kids from their see yeah see themselves and I just think mm -hmm. it's so cool that Disney I mean from Coco to now this just like leaning into that is it's so important to do that mm -hmm. yeah. and Jermaine Franco uh who she is Mexican uh, herself and she actually composed Coco as well as Encanto <laughs> nominated for Oscars she won that sorry I just wanted to plug please, my my favorite Mexicana so. yeah yeah, she's amazing. So I, um, I yeah. want to touch on you. You were talking about like going from like, you know, you're an artist and now you feel like, you know, you don't necessarily feel like a celebrity, but you are. And so how has that change been? <laughs> like, has there been expectation and like mm. what like, does it feel like imposter syndrome? Or are you like, yeah, I that's me. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's imposter syndrome every day, honestly. Um, but but then I talk with my therapist and we work it good, out. Good, good. Um, but yeah, like I actually had a, a therapy session earlier this morning and it was really great. Um, you know, it's just it what 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 fame is, what being a celebrity is like people become obsessed with the idea of you so my imposter syndrome is like gosh is uh like do y'all like really mm. love me like for me like why why is this so immediate why do you give over like mm. right away but what I what I realize it is is it's just an expression of connection and, and relatability so I'm just trying to honor that um I know that it's you know uh, listen, I know, I know I'm lovable. I know I got the charm and the looks. Okay. But it's really, I know it, it's the story that I'm telling mm. and it's the heart that, that I bring to it that, oh my God, I heard I'm kitty. so sorry. She's deaf. So, so I can't even yell at oh, her. She's coming. Quiet. She's coming to say hi. She's looking for someone. someone well, look who's something. on my lap. Oh my gosh. And then I have my other cat just laying oh right there in the gosh, sun. Oh my gosh. This is oh, so Look sweet. at us. Okay. Great. We all love Oh kitty. my gosh. Yes, of course. 
baby wants to say yes. hi. Baby's just hanging out down there. <gasps> hi, cutie. Aww. Oh She's my god, cats are like chips. You can't just have no, one. No, you really can't. Oh I, gosh, I say one, one per thousand square feet of a home. That's the rule. <laughs> so I'm going to have a 30,000 square foot home. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah, same, honestly. Cats deserve luxury as much as we do. No, I need to compose myself because of the cat. Um, so for you then, what I wanted to ask you was, okay, so do you know what astronaut syndrome is? Okay. No. It's now not- she's like, I have it. <laughs> Sounds brutal. I have no, no, it. No. I I'm a hypochondriac, so don't just be careful. I'm like, okay? it's this be disease that attacks me. your skin. No. Um, it, okay. So it's when astronauts prep their whole life to go to the moon and then they go to the moon and then they come back down to earth and then they realize they don't even know like what they're doing because they had just been prepping for this one thing and there was not like another destination. Okay. So people will say this for like entrepreneurs or actresses or actors or whatever that is so i'm curious or for space we've only been to the moon once or for space um (laughs) you're like we haven't been to the moon it's like a conspiracy (laughs) theory um anyway so for you i don't know how long you were pursuing like i don't know if it was like the decade-long grind and then you got this or did you get it and now you're kind of like what can top this experience for me and maybe that's not maybe that's (laughs) not it for you but how do you go through that process Mm, no, that that's a great question because I mean, yeah, it's literally I'm immortalized in a Disney character. Like that's kind of dope. What <laughs> so else can cool. I do? What else can I do? Uh, yeah, I was gonna do that, I and am. I didn't to spare everyone. <laughs> well, she has a good yeah, voice. I did it for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, uh, we could have done a duet. No, don't um, even. No, don't but even I ask. <laughs> I will. I'm like, I stand up. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready to structure. Yes. Um, no, I, I, I have, I have thought about that, but you know, how I'm actually seeing it is because the the goal for me is to be on camera. Like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be like greatest actor of all time, to be honest. I'm really like, I want to be, I want to make great film Mm. and I also want to be on TV. I want to represent characters that feel relatable and real and raw um i'm you know i'm definitely a comedy queen and and i love doing all that stuff but um as of late i think you know through through being blessed to do all of this gorgeous disney work i've also realized like i want to do deeper stuff i want to do i want to tell the stories of you know people who are just like me and are like kind of messed up like we, we got a lot going on and we're we're you know we're great but we're vast there's so much more going on inside and uh being able to have the uh freedom to tell that kind of a story through Louisa through animation and be safe behind you know my my mic and literally a cartoon um made me realize like how much I really want to uh, do that on screen and I want that to be a part of my career so I feel like that's the next step for me. That's like the next best thing. Um, so, you know, it's, you, you can't look at life like, oh my God, how I've peaked. Yeah. What else am I going to do? You know, the, the intrusive thoughts definitely come, but I really, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful about the opportunities that, um, 
this uh, will hopefully bring me. Um, you know, I've, I've been having some pretty cool meetings with people who have, who have felt inspired by the stories themselves, by the story of Encanto themselves. And um, I've also been able to like open up and, and talk about myself and the kind of art that I also want to make on screen. And so, you know, hopefully that, that does go somewhere. Um, but yeah, I'd say that, you know, the ultimate goal is to, I, I mean, I love creating characters and I, I have a lot of different kinds of voices inside of me. So I can really, uh, I'm hoping for a long trajectory of a career where I can be a lot of different people at the same time on camera and behind the camera. So that's my goal. Yeah. What would your ideal character be? Like, what would your, like, dream, like, is there a character that you're like, oh, my gosh, I would love to, like, embody this or something that would be so fun for you? Mm. Well, on camera, I would love to do, like, some dramatic part of my French. <laughs> I just want to, like, because I'm, I'm so funny, like, all the time. And my friends know me for being, like, the clown and... You know, I got the comedic timing, but I mean, I love dark humor. Like, I love Wait, doing dark hear comedy. Me out. Have you seen Don't Look Up? Something yes! like that. Like Jennifer Lawrence's yes. part. Like, it's, it's yeah. super dark I, and dramatic, but sure. so funny. Like, the driest humor that just hits you spot on. Exactly. It's like, whoa, this is really real, and I'm kind of terrified, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, that is certain. That is like my favorite genre. I love mm -hmm. doing stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's probably my dream, um, on camera. And I would also, uh, like as far as voiceover work, I would just love to be on like a BoJack Horseman type of show. Oh, I really want to do some like adult swim. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I love, I mean, um, what is her name? Alex, um, Alex Borstein. Um, she voices uh, Lois in oh, Family mm -hmm. Guy, and she also does a million other voices in the show that you would have no That's idea. Awesome. And she's she's just so talented; she can do it all. I would love to have that opportunity to, like, I feel like I really want to be like my funniest, like, sarcastic self in voiceovers because I could really just like, oh, you know, just like get it, that vocal fry in there and really lay it on thick. And, um, I know I love, I love feeling like the, the most extreme feeling of things because I'm crazy. <laughs> um, so just being able to have the opportunity to do that, mm -hmm. um, safely as an actor is the dream. Wow. Well, every, every yeah. producer in Hollywood listens to this podcast, so you'll be getting calls mm -hmm. here soon. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why yeah, I did I fi this. I figured yeah, that's why. you were using us, but... It's I did my research. <laughs> but we were she happy to the for podcast. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> well, I think that's awesome that you don't have... I think a destination is, like, the plague of our generation, where we think, you know, mm -hmm. right out of high school, we have to go to college, and then we have to get married, and then we have to get the house, and we have to have the one kid, two kid, go on a cruise. And it's like, if you don't do yes. all that stuff, then for some reason, you're not living. But then the problem is, is once you do all that stuff, what's left? Yeah. So I think mm -hmm. that's so awesome for you that you're like, yeah, this was an amazing experience, but uh, what's next? bigger and better, or maybe yeah. not even uh, bigger and better, but what's next? Come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just, I'm always, uh, you know, I, and that is also something that I have learned as well. It's like, how, how could I possibly be an actor that is pulling from, uh, 
a place of depth and experience if I haven't experienced anything mm. and I haven't lived a life in the meantime. Mm. So, you know, I'd actually say that's probably my, my biggest piece of advice that I, I would want to give um, anyone who is trying to pursue a, a career as an artist in this way is like, remember to also live, like, don't spend your time waiting. Mm. You must also create the life that you want to live for yourself, including the things you want to enjoy. Don't forget joy, right. always seek joy. And, you know, it's really easy to be bogged down by things, but with the, the access that working from home has given us and like the fact that everything is now online the fact that we can do this mm -hmm. has made us all realize you know I don't, I don't think we have to be as formal about everything we don't need to be so like cut and dry you don't need to be sucking up to people in the same way you can actually be real and be more candid and I think this also allows people to be like hey like actually I like uh, I can't make it at this time like is that all right, right. I, I've got these other things like not be afraid to have the conversation to allow your own life to happen as well as your work it must be a balance of both otherwise the work will always suffer if you do not totally feed that part of your life yeah I often forget that just being self-employed and being like well when I get there then I'm going to go on the vacation that I want or then I'll take that break mm -hmm. but then it's you know taking that break and not feeling guilty like what a novelty but like doing those things is yeah. just so important and that's I mean it's a really good reminder for me so I'm yeah. going to Disneyland Jess told me to okay cool have fun <laughs> yes take photos you actually are so that's actually great yeah. she hasn't she hasn't been in so long I know wait are you yeah, really what's is. your favorite ride my favorite ride is it depends on the day but Thunder Mountain I know it's a good one, right? I haven't seen oh, I haven't seen Galaxy's Edge or anything. So I'm like sprinting. I'm going to sprint yeah. as fast as I can. I will say. Yes. It is like one of the best built I, rides. I know I've I can't hear. I can't hear it right now. We got we got okay, away. Okay, I'm okay, sorry. Okay. I'm getting FOMO. Yeah. Okay. You got it. You got it. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. And then let me know how it goes afterwards. Okay, you should record yourself on the ride and your face. I'll be singing uh Surface Pressure while I do it. <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> just love the Disney. T I'm not a adult Disney child. So An adult have, Disney she, child. I have. Uh, she will relating. be one day. It's fine. I'm she's, working on she's it. She's trying to convert me. I mean, I watch all the Disney movies because of my boys. So, girl, it's an elite club. Okay, <laughs> it you. takes a lot to Thank get you here. So okay. much. Club 33 outside do you, of Disney. Do you know all the words to Hercules? Do you know the Goofy movie? Dude, do you the know? Goofy movie is the most underrated Disney movie of all it time. It makes me so uncomfortable. Listening greatest. to Eye to Eye the other day what? was it was another a level of I excitement. Have, I have yes. I'm actually, I'm going to be doing um, a show at Feinstein's 54 Below in Midtown, um, February 12th. So it's going to be like kind of my one woman Ooh. show. It's like the next thing I got going on. Um, yeah. And I'm actually thinking about maybe singing a song from the Goofy movie. Please do. Because I want to do like something Disney, yes. but I don't want it to be like typical. So I'm like, do I do eye to eye or do I do after today and do all of the different voices? I think both. Just do it all. Think yeah, both? do it all. Okay. That's amazing. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. Easily convinced. You. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I give the people what yeah. they want, or at least I try. That's true. So. Um, well, we always like to ask our guests what their silver lining is. So something good that came from something bad or challenging in any time frame. Does anything just pop out to you? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, huh. 
I know I said I didn't want to talk about my love life, but the one thing that comes to mind. Let's do it. Go there. Let's do it. (laughs) No, it's like, I I would say the silver lining from like, like a breakup or when, uh, or if I, you know, if, if something, I feel like with, with breakups in, in particular, and when you sever from relationships in your life, or maybe not even a complete severance, it's just like different. It always allows an opportunity for you to discover a new part of yourself. Mm. Um, I, I've had a lot of like milestones just within this past year that, um, I've like marked in my brain is like, okay, this is the moment when I discovered this, this is the moment when I discovered this. And I've like, just my relationships and the people that I keep close to me in my life are very important to me. And they really make up who I am. And I really feel like I used to be someone who was always so defined by like who I was with romantically and like I feel like I always needed to be with someone also like I try to be with people who could um you know uh who who were the things that I I wasn't and maybe if I was around them I could inherit those traits and I'd say the silver lining from like making like I I've had to come to terms with like actually I need to be doing a lot more self-discovery and so I've kind of been doing my own thing for a while and coming from something that I thought was so bad and awful like it was this like big breakup and I was just like oh my god who am I without this I actually discovered so much more about myself I invested in my own interests and things that I love um, my platonic relationships in my life. I've just gotten so much thicker and stronger. And I feel like I have this sense of holding um, that I've never felt before. And now the love just like comes when you least expect it. And it's when you are really just being yourself. But I couldn't have come to this place uh, unless I had that moment of you know, feeling this major loss and then realizing that actually it's not a loss. It's just a shift and that I'm growing. So is that a, a silver lining? Yeah. The silver lining is growth. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's something that I've been feeling uh, this year because I've, I've been growing in a lot of ways yeah. and, you know, it's always, I center it a lot on like my career and all of these like accolades, but actually there's a lot of like self growth and personal growth um, that I've had to make as well in order to receive the other parts of my life and to feel them fully. It's interesting that you say that because I actually just had, um, I saw that in my own life like whenever I went through a breakup or like Mm -hmm. right before a breakup it was because like we're becoming so different or whatever the case may be or becoming so different Mm -hmm. once we break up because I lost my identity within the relationship Mm -hmm. or um, even looking at like marriages that have broken up and then seeing like um, like a girlfriend or the wife come out of it and they're like, who have I become like in my marriage? And then like figuring out like who quote unquote they really were or um, 
you know, like rediscovering themselves and their likes and their their mm-hmm. own interests. And I was like, even taking a look at my life, I'm like, well, I don't want to get a divorce from my husband, but I want to make mm-hmm. sure I'm like taking strides to like always know who I am and like discovering myself yes. without having to go through heartbreak or even this happens in tough seasons. Like how, how do mm-hmm. we continue to discover ourselves? And I think it's just like always doing something. It's like not just waiting, mm-hmm. you know, it's what you were just talking about, Olivia, like what's the next step? Like what's the next goal? It's like, well, what are you doing? Are you just hanging out with people? Are you getting to know people constantly? Are you trying to mm-hmm. grow yourself? Because I think when you stop and you like stop that growth in your life and become stagnant you're actually moving backwards and then that's Mm -hmm. when I think a lot of things fall apart so what you said is so true so relatable so good and I'm I'm glad gotta keep growing gotta keep figure yourself out and then you attract that love so look at you yeah we trying out here (laughs) well yeah I'd love it if you could tell everybody where to find you follow you listen to you be your best friend Okay. Yeah. Well, you guys uh, can definitely follow me on Instagram at Jessdaro underscore. That's also my TikTok, which my TikTok is a very funny place right (laughs) now. Um, But y'all cannot like, it's just funny because like, yeah, I post like surface pressure updates and everyone's like, do the Louisa voice. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the Louisa voice. (laughs) My freaking but I also post weird videos of my cat and like y'all can't have a Good, problem. No. Okay. That. So that's what TikTok is that, made that's for. I, yeah, that's literally what TikTok <laughs> is made for. Um, and also uh, I'm starting to post like more on YouTube. I've got a lot of covers and some of my own music out there. Um, so uh, my YouTube account is Jess305. So y'all can check out a jazz cover of Surface Pressure there. And um, yeah, I'm also working on some music right now. So hopefully the EP will be coming out soon. And you guys can check out some more on Spotify. Yes, and I will link everything in the show notes below. And thank you so much. This was literally the most fun, the most thing ever. (laughs) It was so much fun. Thanks for having me, you guys. All right, Shakers, thank you so much for listening. We had so much fun with Jess. Like we mentioned, you can find all of her info in the show notes below. Please take a chance to watch Encanto or re-watch Encanto. I mean, watch it a million times because it's the best. Um, and also follow along on her journey. She is growing her social platforms and she really is just so fun and humble. And we were so excited to have her on the show. If you haven't yet, you can follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast on Instagram. And you can follow us personally at Olivia Crint and it's Lisa Brosser and you can join our secret Facebook group, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders. So thank you so much for tuning in and we will shake it up with you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the saltandpepperpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.